today i'll be talking about two books the two books are the untethered soul by michael a singer and the other one is the death and inside story by sadguru um, I'm, i'm not exactly like a devotee of either of these two people but neither am i an agnostic but you know i'm just simply an observer i'm not a neutral observer i'm i'm because i'm been reading into these kind of concepts for some time now so i'm simply observe looking at these two books the concepts they're talking about and some of the concepts that i'll bring to you today are about in the first book the untethered soul the author speaks about the voice inside our heads and about who we really are and how knowing about the voice inside our head and getting to know that inner room and that's the words the author has used and about knowing who we really are like who are we how that ties in with our heart like the energy around our heart and the infinite energy like i think this is like a new concept that's been out there in the world for some time now uh i'll be speaking a bit about that and in the other book the death and inside story this is actually a very interesting story because um i'm not very keen on i wasn't really keen on actually reading about you know anything related to death grief despair like i maybe about 6 uh, 7 years ago i felt like in that age you're not really mature when you're about 17 or 18 like I felt like I had too much in my brain and I didn't really want to take and spend time processing death. So I wasn't very keen on really even finding out like what is it so special about death? Why is death like the one constant in our life and why is life so fleeting? So these are big questions and back then I was definitely not interested in answering them. I'm not saying I am now but I'm more interested in having clarity i think i'm more interested in um really knowing about whether we know death the way we should know about it because uh, in the author's same words like uh, if i read it read out a small excerpt to you conversations about death are a taboo in most societies in the world but what if we have got this completely wrong what if death is not the catastrophe it is made out to be but an essential aspect of life rife with spiritual possibilities for transcendence so this is actually i think one of the few books that t- speaks about you know how we can use death to transcend the daily boundaries of our life and explore how we can maybe even use death to make our life more meaningful like uh, use it to make sure that we don't spend it meaninglessly so these are the two topics i'll be speaking about and um, i'll start with the first one which is about the untethered soul so this book very interestingly i came across on like an online bookstore and uh, the title was what caught my attention at first so i knew i had to buy it and I actually really love this book because it's a book of, it's like a book on our journey into ourselves like really getting to know ourselves I think there are enough and more books out there about that but uh, this book really stood out among them to me because this is really like a self exploration because the author doesn't really give you 
some new concept or like some new answer to some of the lifelong questions we have because the author talks about some of the things we know already and i've read this book like two three times i really like this book because uh, i actually got some lessons from this and i really appreciate what i have learned over the few months i've had this book so i'll start here um so now when we are living in the world like uh, say you're taking your daily walk um and you're observing something you're having your coffee you're reading a book uh when the when you're doing all this uh say like uh, you're observing outside and you see everything happen and it's not that you're like consciously trying to grab all the details like it's like a it's like a vivid snapshot in your eyes when you're observing have you ever noticed like there's a voice in your head that is narrating everything like you know for an example say oh look at that dog it's a labrador okay there's another dog in that car on that road okay i remember my old dog now her name was this and that like do you have this voice speaking inside your head with you like or do you rather um do you think that voice is really you like do you think this voice is actually you like you know talking about this explaining everything to you because in reality we really don't need that voice explaining everything to us uh, and uh, actually when i read this i was a bit blown away because i realized the voice in my head explaining everything to me in my everyday life i really never needed it because uh, like when you look at something if you look at a place if you observe something like you get all the details in one glance right maybe it's not very detailed but the details you need essentially you get it in one go right so you really don't need a voice breaking down saying okay this is this color this is this shape like so i kept so from when i read the book also i was also wondering okay so is this voice really me so according to the so according to what the author has also been researching about this voice isn't really us so this voice is something we are observing as a object so we are actually being the subject so we are the subject that is observing this object which is actually explaining everything to us so this voice is what the author has called the inner roommate because uh, when when we're trying to grow out of certain habits or grow out of certain thought patterns so apparently the author emphasizes that it's really really important that we get to know this inner roommate really well because the bottom line accordingly will be that we'll never be free of the problems until we are free from the part within that has so many problems <laughs> so that's really interesting right so like uh, if we look at it further like see um when you're disturbed by something so um, let's say we'll take like a very common example say uh, you had a fight with your boyfriend or you know fight with a loved one or maybe you fight with a sibling or parents those are the most common answers so if we looked at a situation like that so like uh, who is actually seeing all this happen like who is seeing this conflict happen like say if you're like if you're watching your friend you know tell on you or if you're watching your sibling getting annoyed at you if you're watching your parent 
threatening you off saying you know you didn't do this that who exactly is watching all this like is it like you know uh, do you like really have a understanding of this because in this case the person who is actually watching everything happens the subject needs to have a object that means there needs to be something that is being observed by the subject so this is actually another subject object relationship so the subject is called the witness because there is this there is this aspect in us that is seeing all that is happening around us so the author has really gone really deep into it about you know how the voice in our head is necessarily not us like it's not us like because sometimes the inner voice it maybe you know it doesn't really make sense sometimes how the inner voice talks right because even when you're trying to stay calm and focus on something you're trying to find some peace you'll imagine you'll probably observe if you really quiet down because i actually observed this once or twice that you know when i'm trying to find peace there's this inner voice in my head that is always talking always chattering about something it just wouldn't shut up so like this inner voice is your inner roommate and if you don't know how to resolve this difference and if you keep confusing this inner roommate as yourself that that's going to prevent a lot of growth for you because sometimes what the inner voice comes up with is not rational or true and that can be really confusing if you don't know the difference so i found that really enlightening because there are times when i keep listening to what the inner voice says and then i do something the inner voice suggests to me and then it totally backfires in my face and then you know then my inner voice finds a reason to blame it on something else it was a utter mess so i've gone through this and this has happened to me several couple times uh, and i didn't want that to happen to me again so this was actually a really good read because of that because i found a lot of points in myself to improve so let me find you an example so like so the author actually explains it if you like really want to meet your roommate just try and sit inside yourself for a while in complete solitude and silence and then this is you know inside you this is your inner domain but then instead of finding your silence like unless you know you're really adept in meditation and you can really focus like if you're like a normal person like i am like after a while you're going to be able to listen to this incessant chatter like you know this voice going why am i doing this i have more important things to do this is like a waste of time there's nobody in here with me but this is what is this even all about like right there that is your inner roommate that that voice is the voice inside you speaking to you so that's the object and you're the subject listening to this voice so that is actually really interesting so basically you are not alone in there there are like two distinct aspects of your inner being the first you is your awareness that is like the witness and the center of your willful intentions and the other is that which you watch that is this you know the inner roommate the inner child so the part the problem is the part the inner roommate probably if you're not very good at concentrating and focusing your mind it probably never shuts up like it just keeps talking about something it would change focus it would change direction it would just go on and on it just probably just doesn't quiet down so that's like a very distinct feature of this inner person so 
like the peace and serenity you might be looking for sometimes it becomes unreachable because you don't really understand this inner voice isn't you and that part of you that it's something you can understand and quiet down so this book was really enlightening to me in that aspect so which is why i probably read it about two three times in the past few months i've had it i've i've even made notes on it because uh, i felt it was really important because i wanted to remember them when it became challenging to me so that is that now in the next part i was talking about how when when certain things happen like when negative things happen positive things happen those are like uh, those moments they have energy in them right like so those moments they have like energy that can accumulate inside you like uh, let me explain so like uh, say you're driving on the road uh if like if you have the driving license and you're driving on the road and you're passing by a lot of things right like you're driving you see trees you see buildings but you don't you don't ever like hold one particular object from the road and you don't hold it in your mind's eye for too long right like everything just passes through you and it adds into the past it's like it's not that you're holding on to anything you're just observing you see it and then you let it go but then imagine like um if you're a girl or if you're a boy let's imagine like you saw this particular car you know or maybe uh, like a i don't know maybe a car maybe i don't know a bike you saw that and then you felt like that belongs to your either girlfriend or boyfriend like you're like oh wait i i feel like that's my you know girlfriend or boyfriend's car uh, i wonder what it's doing there and then in that glimpse you see you feel like you saw that there are two people in the front seat talking to each other so then you're like then from that moment onwards that that scene that scenario gets stuck in you so uh, let me explain by what i mean by that so like when when i mean it gets stuck in you like see in the road when you're passing by a million trees none of that got remain in your mind's eye right you weren't like obsessively thinking about this one tree with one odd leaf right like it came to you you saw it you perceived it and it passed into the past but in this particular incident that car or you know the fact that you think you saw two people in the front car like in front of the car that looked like it belonged to your girlfriend's or boyfriend since that moment that incident goes on to disturb you a lot right like it creates a lot of turbulence in you because then you're thinking you're anxious then you're like wondering you know could they be could my girlfriend boyfriend be hiding something from me like or maybe is this that person is this person doing something behind my back can i even trust them you know that incident gets stuck in you and that energy negative or positive it gets stored in you like so every one of these energy gets stored in you and the most common place this energy gets stored in you is either your solar plexus which is in your head or it's in your heart so i feel like uh, in in the in my case i feel like the energy gets stored up in my heart because the authors talks about you know how when you feel really stressed or when you remember something that puts you on very high alert where your adrenaline is pumping and your fight or flight instincts kick in i you feel like i have always felt like my heart would just close up like it would just clench up like i can like visibly feel it so that's like a very real experience i've had like about this aspect how you know when some energies are 
memory gets stimulated that energy i can feel it in my heart so apparently a lot of people do feel it in their heart or in their head for some as well so everything that didn't make through you so all these memories good and bad good and bad even the fact you know say you had like a big achievement maybe you asked the love of your life to marry you or maybe you published that paper you always wanted to publish or maybe you got this position you've been dreaming about for 10 20 years all of that so anything and everything that doesn't make it through you that doesn't allow you to just see it in your mind's eye where you perceive it and let it go without holding on to it that gets like stored up in you and these impressions they encrust like they get collected in your spiritual heart so that is the word the author has used spiritual heart so like when these impressions like these good or bad impressions build up in your spiritual heart that can actually cause a tension in your heart like because you know people keep talking about how this world is made up of energy how we are physical beings that have come from the non-physical world so that's like a concept from another book i'll talk about it another time so like this energy it's it's like since i think this energy this uh, knowledge revolution actually like uh, it's been happening for the past 10 20 years where people realize you know there's something more than science or religion like there's something that maybe binds it all together and there's been a, a lot of talk going on around this so even i was interested like uh, because i have always been a bit curious about these kind of things uh, so i've been reading about it and this concept i came across like in another book where they talk about how everything in the physical world first manifests in our non-physical and that only comes to fruition in as a physical being a physical event or a physical body whatever it is so these impressions if i get back to my point these impressions good or bad they can actually build up in your heart and that that energy blocks they actually called energy blocks so when these impressions that doesn't make through you when they get blocked in your heart that doesn't allow this whatever this energy around us to pass through us because that energy when it passes through us apparently that is when we are at our best state because you know the energy from the past and you know worries of our future they are not build up in us right because we are living in this present moment we are living in the now we are enjoying every minute now we are enjoying the sunsets we see we are enjoying the book we are reading we are enjoying the waves that we see in front of our house if you are in you know if you are living in front of a beach so it's something like that so these concepts are really interesting and i feel like anyone can actually relate to them if they want to and it was a very eye opening read actually because uh, i mean i've read enough of these other books like about you know science and then about religion about similar concepts but i feel like they are not at all very different it's just like different philosophies talking about the same things they, no like people don't have to agree with me this is just how i see it so i found it really interesting that these concepts are unified in one book so if you have time or can maybe try reading a ebook uh, so this is actually a really good book uh, and i really liked it and i hope you all also had the time to find out the interesting concepts that are there in it so next if we in the in this book also they were speaking about how we don't look at death the way we need to because 
sometimes we are really scared when we talk about death right how we can die from an untimely death or how we can die from natural age or maybe we get sick and then you know we are suffering so i think there is a lot of stigma around you know how we see death like how we see the process of dying and the process of death i think the fear and the stigma comes from the fact that we can't really see beyond our death like because of the uncertainty of what happens like you know be it after life or whether no after life or whether it's another cycle i feel like it comes from the fact that we don't have clarity about you know why exactly is death the only constant in our lives so i think it's really important that all of us realize that you know we are on this planet like we are on this planet earth that is spinning on its own axis hundreds of miles an hour in empty space in a galaxy in the middle of nowhere like that is actually our situation so when that is the real case i feel like maybe we should embrace the fact that we are here for a very short journey we are our life is infinite as in a very small like second like tiny tiny piece of a pie this is something i'm realizing i'm still realizing and i'll probably keep realizing for a while to come because this is i'm trying to process it myself so anyway our life is a very tiny slice so while we are here what we can do is actually enjoy every moment right because every second that gets added to the past we can't take it back every second in the future we can't expect because it's not that i'm saying you know you have to be moody and dark and think okay I'm, i might die in a moment it's it's not like that it's just that you know you're living on borrowed time you're living on a time limit like so you can't really afford to waste it by thinking about you know the two extremes so what you can do is to your best of capacity try and live in the now so i think that is the major concept about why we need to know about why death is some concept we need to try and understand and not be you know scared and stigmatized about because we can't be dead serious right we can't really be serious all the time and gloomy and moody all the time because life is like a brief spark and if you don't really enjoy that spark you you might just end up being dead inside for a very long time if you don't realize how important that is so i think that is why i found that concept very fascinating and i'm continue to read about it because in this book there in a certain place there was like a topic called uh for the suicidal people like the people who is suicide so there was a very interesting uh, concept brought by uh, sadguru the author he was speaking about you know how when when people when they're in very tough situations the people in the tough situations who are trying to do something out of their lives who are who are not giving into the despair and the worries and the problems in their life they are the people who don't really give into suicide so like actually this uh, sub chapter is called the sucker for the suicidal so in that he says like the people who are actually working the people who try and make something out of their lives they are the people who don't suicide because you know they they are so busy trying to you know get out of their despair and try to make something out of it they don't really give in to this impulse to suicide because most people who want to commit suicide do, do it not because the world is torturing them 
it's because they are torturing themselves through their own thoughts and emotions that the people who actually tend to suicide they drive themselves to this point simply because they don't they haven't made an attempt to know anything about the fundamental nature of their own existence and the mechanisms of life that they are so like they give into the cyclical thoughts and then they drive themselves to it so that was an interesting concept to me like i found it out through this book as i like, oh that that's something i didn't know because i felt like you know the people who go through the most hardships like the people who were driven to desperation like even though they're trying so hard i felt like they were also like a group of people who suicide but apparently according to this author it's not always the case so likewise this book like talks about how the mechanisms of death and then how to get rid of the negative impact and a lot of interesting subtopics like predictions of death like how to tell that you know maybe there's someone who might be dying types of deaths also it's like another topic he talks about and then he talks about the process of death like how exactly do you understand life and death and how do you see this in you know not the black and white frame like you there are like according to me right that's something i felt like i related to as well because uh, it's something when we say life and death it's like good and evil right because when we say good and evil like the basic things maybe you know preventing yourself from hurting someone killing someone stealing from someone those are like basic life skills so those are pretty much black and white i understand that but then there are certain things in life that aren't really so black and white there are areas of gray so i feel like we need to understand that in life everything is on clean cut like there can be messy areas there can be confusing areas and we need to maybe address that and accordingly understand that as well so this author is speaking about a similar concept as well so which is why i probably actually like reading this so like he also talks about it in very interesting ways like transmigration and the, the dance of death so like can they be hacked so like really interesting subtopics and then when he talks about the hindu way the knowledge so there's like some very old knowledge coming in here as well so this sadguru this uh, he's like a very uh, known celtic like he has like youtube channels instagram channels i'm not really following them but after i read this book i went and seen some of them and seen how he talks to all these people sometimes very famous characters and from that type gain some clarity about you know what he may be talking about the messages he's trying to give so i feel like this book also will be like very useful if you are also like on this journey where you are trying to find your place in the world if you are confused or um if you just need some clarity actually like if you just need things put into perspective if you're feeling like you don't know what to do next because uh, that can happen like sometimes when you lose sight of what you need to do maybe that can drive you to just waste your time and not really at least make something out of it at least in a small time like doesn't have to be big grand gestures like just a little bit done every day with little effort that counts a lot but if you feel like you can't find the clarity i feel like these books are really good 
you just try and see like find their ebooks if you feel like you can get them done because these books i didn't get them in the pandemic i actually got them quite some time ago but i didn't get a chance to really like read them like i've read them but to really read them at the depth i should have read them i only got the chance recently and since then i've been you know reading them rereading them referring them and all that so if you can find like at least a ebook or like at least like try and read a summary and say i feel like it will be really useful to you so uh this is all i actually had to talk about today uh, i guess i was inspired to speak about these books and about the concepts there because uh, i was wondering about how in life like a lot of people treat everything um like in a very clean cut surgical way like you know either it's this or that either it's good or bad either it's evil or good and you know i've been thinking about how people either treat it that way either to make things easy for them or is it out of a different reason because i see some aspects not everything i know there are some things that are probably very black and white there's no question about it but there are some areas in our lives i feel like that it's a lot more gray than black and white and it's not that i accept it or reject it it's just that i see it in that way and it's annoying to me when people don't see it that way like uh, or try to accept that you know you can see it that way so i think it's this is inspired from that so uh, yeah this is all i had to talk about today and uh, i hope you again some insight or at least i don't know find out and read similar books like this uh, leave any comments you have like tell, let me know what you think about it uh, and give me suggestions feedbacks uh, constructive criticism etc i'll be really happy to uh, receive them and i'm really happy to make suggestions uh, like adjustments on them so thank you so much i know i recorded this uh, really late uh, i had to wait till the whole house quieted down but thank you so much for staying with me good night mm-hmm.